0: Welcome to the Finding Equilibrium podcast, where we dig deep into the battle of the sexes. Because let's be real, the relationship between men and women is complex, nuanced, and often fraught with tension. Women are expected to be assertive and career-driven, while men are encouraged to embrace their emotions and be more vulnerable. But are we really finding balance and harmony, or are we just creating more confusion? We know that finding true equilibrium requires us to confront the uncomfortable truths and challenge the status quo. So we're showing up to call out the cultural narratives that have shaped our perceptions of masculinity and femininity, and examine how we can break free from the constraints of societal expectations and ideations, like why women are pushed to act more like men, and why men are becoming more like the women they were raised to protect. So whether you're here to explore this seemingly never-ending battle, or simply seeking inspiration to bring your own assets to the table, we invite you to join us for some thrilling and controversial conversation. You know, you were talking about this women nitpicking at men over the littlest things, whether they're conscious about it or not. And I said, I think it stems from the fact that we, in today's world especially, get into a relationship with the alter ego of the person that is portraying to be somebody to attract the person that they are attracted to. You see it all the time, like the woman that roots for her man's sports team and really doesn't give a shit or know anything about the sport that she's rooting for, but she does it because he likes it, right? And then they get into the relationship long-term. Then to find out, her real self starts to show, and that's not anything that she was about to begin with, so she resents herself and you for all of that. And then all of that frustration and bullshit that she's allowed to like build up just comes out into stupid shit that she's pissed off about. Like, why didn't you take the trash out? And why didn't you clean up the dishes? Just this, that, and the other thing because it's just this pent up energy from the very beginning. Because she's trying to hold it together to be somebody that she's not.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know. That was a, that was a really good explanation. That's definitely probably what's going on. I just feel like that's on like a that's like a more long term, smaller scale of like what's really going on. Most relationships, all the time. I'm thinking more like you know the relationship's not really doing well when the when the girl isn't having a good time and just not responding well to the things that you're trying to do and the decisions that maybe you're trying to make in the, the direction you're trying to go. And which some of it could definitely be from still from what you're talking about. Or I guess I just was thinking more like you know in the grander situation, you know, like the guy's trying to be the guy and lead and do the things and. You know, he's getting a whole bunch of extra resistance and think a a lot of that is because most men are are just not built to lead or not thinking they're supposed to lead and not, you know, nobody taught them that they're supposed to be doing all these things. And I I think that when men aren't fulfilling all the roles that they're supposed to be fulfilling in in a relationship, in a household, their women are going to uh, subconsciously respond poorly to that. That makes sense. Like in like gorillas. They all mate with the same gorilla. I think women just want their guy to act like the goddamn gorilla. You know, be this guy. I thought you were this guy. I thought I picked a winner. Be a fucking winner.
0: Your example was the guy taking out the trash. So yeah, sad. it was it
1: was bad. No, it was bad. No, you it's said not- Really you hit the nail on the head.
0: No, but it's not bad. That's what I'm trying to ask and clarify, because if you're saying that women want this this guy, this man of men, then what the fuck does taking the trash out have to do with that? It doesn't.
1: It doesn't. Right. It a, that's what I say. It was a very poor example of what I was thinking. Like, it But it's real. Hearing it's it out a loud. real
0: thing that women bitch about.
1: Well, no. right. And I think it's a lot more what you were saying, where it's like, the I and I think a lot of the pretending- Like when you're talking about how women get in a relationship and they pretend, you know, maybe to like a sports team or to like sports at all or to be in a certain kind of music or do all the things that, you know. And sometimes you kind of see guys doing this stuff, but not nearly to the degree. Women will assume an identity for, you know, a long time sometimes. Anybody? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think one of the main things that women will pretend is that they can put up with clutter for instance or you know a disorganization or just there's a lot of stuff that comes with that that's not necessarily just picking up the house you know it comes all the way down to the the bills and the planning of things and scheduling being on time and and all the things but i think that women hang it a little loose with that stuff because boys we just do shit when we're there we're doing it we're doing it like we didn't we didn't think about it on the way there we weren't planning nothing you know, we just do it. And I think as women get more comfortable in a relationship and their their colors start to show more, that's one of the big ones. That, And I think women get upset because they're like, why aren't you doing any of these things? And guys are like, because I don't do those things. You know, I fucking don't do this shit. You know, I put my shoes where I take them off. You know, my coat gets hung on the chair. All this shit that, you know, psychology says is making a woman crazy. And we shouldn't be doing any of those things. It's just that's how different we are. Guys don't give a shit.
0: I think that women get into relationships, not only portraying this person to be more likable and more attractive and, and whatever, but they go into a relationship feeling as if they're going to be able to change the person that they go into. Yeah, oh, man. Relationship. So yeah. it's like, not only are they portraying this, this person that they are supposed to be, but they're also portraying that and thinking that they're going to change and make the man the man that she wants to have. And at the bottom of it all is a man is a man. And and I joke about it in my marriage too. Okay, you eat off the dishes. You should help do the dishes. But then it's like, I'm not going to know what the fuck to do to work on the truck because that's what men do. And I'm a woman and I'm going to do the dishes and I'm not going to bitch about it because that's not fair. I can't expect my husband to do all the fucking things, including the things that I am capable of. Because that's where the teamwork comes in. It's like, I'm going to step right. in and do what I'm good at. Right. You're gonna step in and do what you're good at. But women think that they're just going to train this monkey to dance the way that they want him to dance. And right. if they don't, it's it's divorce talk. Shit. For real. It's It's like, you can't do that. You can't take the garbage out on the regular. So fuck that. I'm going to go find a man that can. All right. right, Well, I'm going to tell you this. I don't want to be with the man that can consistently take out the trash without a reminder or two. Not a man.
1: Right. Usually that guy is so too worried about what his woman thinks that it's going to spell doom for the relationship anyway. Like, I'm not saying don't take out the trash and don't hang up your coat where it goes and don't put your shoes where they go because... That, you know, they will erode on a woman, but beyond that, you know, don't leave your clothes on the floor in the bathroom or have to take a fucking shower, like do all the basic things. There's not that many of them, but you know, when it really comes down to like what you were just saying, and I think a lot of what's wrong with a lot of stuff is just the blindness from one side or the other, you know, like, I don't think men, I don't think men have really had to do the household chores correctly. You know and all the scheduling and all the things that come along with that you know with running a household to really respect how much work and anxiety comes with all that stuff and i really think that women don't have perspective of what it takes to be and a lot of men aren't proper men you know but like i have four or five acres probably that has to be mowed of my property and it sucks it's terrible and it's it's always hot or it's tall and it's bugs and it's all these different things that are like endurance things to try and mow this huge lawn all the time you know and that's just mowing the stupid ass fucking lawn like then i'm i'm putting new but you know like you said when it's time to work on the truck like i'm i'm fixing the vehicle and like you know i'm always covered in just terrible cuts and bruises and stuff and lifting that's always heavier than we can do Men are always by themselves trying to conquer the world. It doesn't seem like we're doing anything, but just a wheelbarrow full of dirt is like the end of the world. And I think that there's not a whole lot of appreciation for what it takes to do the man side of stuff. And on top of that, a good man does things that I don't think I think really go unnoticed. Like like we're we're noticing. Like good men are noticing the other men. You know, good men notice threats because it could we could be talking about you know animals, wilderness. Other men, the most dangerous thing there is, is other men. And I think that the stuff that we would be willing to do to protect our family, I meant to send you this clip I saw earlier, you know, shit on the internet, who knows what's real and what's not, but it was like a, a doctor.
0: That's real from the get go.
1: <laughs> it was, uh, it was just him. It was a doctor talking to a kid about how the brother and sister and the sister has this hard story to get through. It's a simple story, but. The sister has O-negative blood or O-blood or whatever. And they're struggling to find blood. And she needs blood right now. It's like some kind of emergency thing. She's in the hospital. She needs blood right now. They don't have any old blood. And he happens to have the same blood as her. So the And he's really young. I can't remember how young. But the doctor sits him down and he's like, look, we need your blood. I know it's a big deal. But it's life or death for your sister. And you're the only one that can help her. And he sat. And thought about it and just stared at the floor for a long time. And then finally he spoke up and said, you know, okay, let's go ahead and do it. And then when it was over and they'd taken his blood, you know, he was feeling better and stuff, you know. Because if you've ever had your blood drawn, it's not great. He asked the doctor when he was going to die. Because the whole time from when the doctor asked him, you know, if they could have his blood, that's how he understood it.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was sacrificing his life for his sister.
1: Right. And I, I think it's biologically wired into males to be that, to do that, and not just for our spouses. But I think that sentiment gets severely overlooked for most women. I've heard so many stories from women leaving good men that loved them because he wasn't capable with his hands, you know. Couldn't put the stuff together. Couldn't build stuff. Couldn't fix stuff. You know, I had to have somebody else do everything. And it just breaks my fucking heart because I don't think that we see each other for what we really offer each other.
0: Yeah, it's like a it's a two sided coin, right? Like women don't appreciate men. And when you had said the word appreciation that I made note of it, because I was like, it comes down to the unappreciation for the tasks that are being done. The whole stay at home mom thing never got enough credit, you know, and it was just like, they never felt appreciated. And the work that they were doing in the home was always compared to the work that was being done by the man outside of the home. It's apples and oranges. And then it's just this continuous battle of one never really appreciating the other.
1: Right. And then, and then we're going to try and enjoy each other's company. You know, it's it, sometimes it's so much more simple than we think, you know, we think everything's so devious, which it is, but your perspective going into it means a lot. And I think that it, the big thing that they've done is put, you know, feminism and, the inflation and however you want to look at it, but the woman's not at home. And, and I completely agree that we undervalued being a stay at home mom, but it's a great opportunity to look at how we view stay at home dads. Because I think nowadays we, we have a lot more respect for stay at home moms than, than we did. But I think that we have no respect stay-at-home dads even in situations where you know there's just so much money coming in and there's a a household to take care of and it's just it so often doesn't really matter the situation but a stay-at-home dad isn't typically somebody who is allowed to feel pride in what they're doing and I think that paints a really good picture of this whole thing uh, of what it is to be a man and to be a woman and so you know it's like we're more aware of this shit than we think we are like we pretend that it's like oh no this is okay and that's okay and we know better we know it's not. We want to fit that social shape and be like, you know, this is what, like you said, you know, they're pouring it into you. So then you just regurgitate. You're like, you know, no, it's okay. We were supposed to like this or agree with this or feel this way. No, you're fucking not. You know, you should have a core belief system that should come from at home and really has to has to be two parents. And you definitely cannot lose the father from that structure if you want anybody in that house to flourish. Women do a great job at child rearing and men do a great job at adult rearing. You know, I don't, I don't know what word goes there, but the, there's gotta be a man of the house. That's the whole fucking thing.
0: And I think if a woman <laughs> is really intuitive, she shifts naturally that way.
1: Yeah. Men are, it's a funny thing with men. Cause we don't ever know what we're doing. We just have to pretend. We have to pretend we know what we're doing and go do it because otherwise we're weak. And we just feel imposter syndrome all the time. I'm not really this. I can't really do this. We just go forward.
0: Which is and- really cool of you to say, because that's not something a man ever admits that they have imposter syndrome. It's a woman's thing. Like I'm in oh, yeah everybody, and it's, it's everywhere, but men don't ever admit, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing.
1: Yeah. We, we have no fucking idea. I had a really good father and I had a lot of education when it comes to the things that we're talking about. You know, so I, I definitely had a lot more sense of I can figure it out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I can figure it out. And know, and, and most guys don't have that. So I, I get how hard it is to just jump in head first all the time. But when it comes to children, when it comes to having kids, we don't have a fucking clue. We don't know what the fuck. You know, I mean, women, you're just naturally, I mean, when you're little girls and there's a baby, you know, you just gush all over it. We've never had those experiences. So when we have a when we have a kid of our own, you know, we just think we're gonna break it. It's just like the most fragile tool we've ever bought, and we're gonna break the fucking thing. The women—it's the woman's job to kind of teach us, you know, what's okay and what's not okay, and like, you know, how much of our strength is not very much. And <laughs> it, and I think that we really miss out on what the the man's job is. And I think the biggest thing for a man is to coach the woman. I can't think of the word, but you and I talk about this all the time. And so, you know, the 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 most damaging thing to a child can be the mother, you know, because mothers are supposed to stop mothering, and it's the it's the father's job to step in and be like, it's time to let him fall, it's time to push him out of the nest, it's time to let him fail and let him learn, and let, let and girls too, you know. I keep saying him, but them, and and I think that we live in a in a generation, specifically us, where that's gone. And most women aren't willing to to be told no, especially when it comes to raising their child, even if they're a 10 year old boy, you know, and it's like, you know, what should we do in this football game? And it's just like, it's crazy scenarios where obviously it's the man's place to say this is this is what is best for the situation. And we're not we're not allowing it to happen anymore. And it has more to do with the man's responsibility to get his spouse to understand that it is time to let go. And it's time to stop being a mom. And I'm terrible. As a father, I was always like, I don't know. I definitely was the one to let my kid just hang it out there and fall a hundred thousand feet and
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's always bounced. I don't know.
0: That's different, too, because these homes where there are no dads, but women are stepping into this masculine. And now we're seeing all these weird fucking things that never existed anymore. That wasn't a big deal. We survived. Why all of a sudden do we have to have these helicopter wives, these helicopter moms in a dadless environment?
1: Right. Well, a lot of times the dad is there. He's just silent. And in my mind, if the father believes himself to be the... You know, when you're the one in the know about the subject, then then a good father is going to this is my role. And you can't step on my toes when it comes to raising my son in his physical situation that he's having as an adolescent. This is literally my job. So a good husband, a good father is going to do what he thinks is right in that situation and not let the the mom have her way. You know, we're trying to get back to traditional values and Mm -hmm. That means traditional responsibilities because for the most part, I think people just think that men are trying to be something that we've always been and it's in charge. And I think that because everything is subconscious, we don't know why we are the way we are and why we think the way we think we do. You know, we, we're an environment and we're our biology and it's all mashed together into this fucking cool ass little thing and nobody really explains it to us. So, you know, we got all the house. It's like, you know, life is gravity. We understand gravity so well. Couldn't fucking tell you why it is the way it is. I can tell you all kinds of how, yeah, you know, and and I think that's where we're at is we've got all this how and none of the why. And it makes it really hard for us to understand that men weren't in charge, first of all, and women are trying to be in charge now. And it's not any different than if men were in charge. Like we have roles. We coexist. That's the whole thing with men and women. We are each other's counter. And sometimes it's the responsibility of the mom to say, no, this is what the fuck. And sometimes it's time for the dad to say, no, this is what the fuck. And hopefully they both know their damn role well enough to know when it's their time to step up and say, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to budge. I got to do what's best. I think that there's gender roles and we don't play them anymore, but we know them biologically because when shit hits the fan, everybody just right into their gender roles. Like we were taught them.
0: That's what I'm saying. We're portraying people that we're not to please a society that we shouldn't be. I think if we took the traditional old school roles and blended it with modern day society, we could have a balance in relationship where it's not the man smacking the woman at the dinner table saying sit down and shut up but it doesn't have to be so far as to the fucking happy wife happy life bullshit. If we can take the two of those and average them out we can have a conversation.
1: For the most part psychological history doesn't agree with the portrayal of the 1960s 50s modern day husband you know, backhanding his wife at the dinner table. because stuff like that would happen, which it still happens. It still happens a lot. But now it's not accepted the way it was before, you know, and I'm not saying it was accepted before, but it was unlikely that you were going to go to jail if you smacked your wife. That guy was garbage then, and he's garbage now. But as far as the typical American household, that kind of stuff wasn't going on. And, you know, we really glorify men's existence for a long time because of how bad women had it. I don't want to pretend, you know, that women didn't have it really, really hard, but I think we glorify how men had it. And like there wasn't good men, kind of, you know, like back in the 50s and 60s, we didn't have good men. And we know we had good men then. We know we had good men that, that raised good men. And I think the bastardization of that is part of this whole. You know, like you were talking about earlier, where it's almost like all of these different things are strategically attacking, you know, our perspective of each other, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think that's that's a, the biggest one. With, that's the whole feminism thing. Why do you even need a fucking man? Because you, you don't. You don't need a man. You can do all those things, but you don't want to. It shows up in all the statistics, you know. Women aren't doing the things. They're not working the garbage truck. They're not in the math and STEM fields. They're not building things. They're not getting big and strong and doing the heavy labor and working all the extra hours. And it's obviously biologically different, you know. So let's embrace the fact that men are willing to kill ourselves to do these things, to level up to a place where no one really wants to be. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no amount of motivation that gets people there. You know, you got to be a disciplined monster. To to do the things and be these people that we aspire to. These,
0: like you said, your heroes grow up to be monsters, and it's because we have this idea of who this person is being portrayed as, whether it's a right. or like a athlete or or somebody. And the problem is, is that we grow up blaming these people that have generational wounds that they haven't healed themselves. Right. Like you just said. Men had it hard too. Like you go back to the days of slavery, which wasn't that fucking long ago. Men had it hard, but those aren't conversations that are being talked about. And the women aren't grateful that the men built this country with their bare hands, you know what I mean? Like we don't right. we don't talk about that, but we want be- them. And <laughs> women want their respect for being homemakers and stay-at-home moms, but we forget that the reason why we were able to do that is because the men stepped up and built our country. It's just we we will continuously blame the generation before us and the generation before them because of all the shit they have unresolved to this day. Your grandpa still has unresolved shit that is trickling down to you that you haven't yet yourself dealt with.
1: Right. It takes a lifetime to become a man. And I yeah, think
0: because generations before you are teaching you to be the best man that they know how to be. Ideally, you just become better every single generation because you're teaching the next generation your mistakes, you know, and what you've learned.
1: We are fucked up, especially when it's just just us boys. Like, you know, it all really comes out when it's just us boys and nothing's off limits. Boys are fucked up. And I think that we are so much more silenced in this generation because when we when we go to speak, we're men. And all this, you know, politically incorrect shit comes out of our mouth. And I think men today are a lot more apt to be silenced, you know, like, honey, you can't say that, you know, where I think 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, men were a lot more like, take me as I am. This is what I am. This is what my dad was, is my boy's going to be, you know, and I don't think the men today are trying really hard to be politically correct. I think that we're trying really hard to please the women in our life that we want sex from. Going out and running our mouth in a, in a social setting isn't going to make them uh, super happy with us. So nowadays, guys, and that's what we do. That's what guys do. We emasculate ourselves into being these versions of us that, you know, I see I see the whole thing. Get a man, man loses his girl, because man always loses his girl. Maybe he's a little man, young man, he loses his first girl. Maybe he's an old man, he loses his best girl. But that's what we do. We lose our girls. And it's like the whole... Weak men, poor times, poor times, strong men, strong men, good times, good men, weak times. It's the same thing with your life and your relationship and your yourself. You know, I think that we get off the path. That's the thing I say all the time. You know, stay on the fucking path. And I think that as men, you know, we've got a lot of our mom in us and we're pure and 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 trying to be vulnerable and accepting and inclusive and all these things. And then we meet these, these women when we're young and maybe it doesn't go how we want and, you know, and and destroys us, you know, men, we get destroyed, you know, even if it was our fault, we we get destroyed. And then we, we build ourselves back up into this person. That's like, I don't need nothing. I ain't never going to be with no woman. I ain't never going to get married again. I ain't never going to do any of these things. And they become this version of themselves. That's just so fucking strong and confident and impervious, you know? And then we meet a woman and then we, you know, we fall in love and then, our testosterone goes down because biologically, when we're in love, our testosterone goes down to keep us there, so that we'll take care of our young, you know. And then we get softer and more complacent, and we emasculate ourselves because we're chasing sex from a girl who doesn't fucking respect us anymore. And then all of a sudden, we're this completely different version of ourselves that you know a, a real woman isn't gonna love and respect. And then it's like, it cycle just starts over again. And I think that we're missing that education where it's like, hey, dude, you're stepping off the path. Like, I know you're a dad, and you've been married for 10 years, and you think you're going to be married for the rest of your life. But you're stepping off the path. You're not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. And in reality, society is telling us quite the opposite. You know, that path is toxic. Stay off that toxic path. You're supposed to be over here, where we all are, where everybody can feel safe. You know, that, that guy that she fell in love with, he wasn't trying to make everybody feel safe. He made everybody feel safe because he was a fucking monster and women feel safer on monsters. You know, you got to be a certain amount of danger, you know, because a good woman, even if it's subconscious realizes that, you know, you need a little danger to keep the danger away. Depending on your environment, you might need more danger. And we just, we lose all of that. We become complacent. You know, we stop working out and we stop having an opinion. And we stop chasing the goals. Everything else becomes more important because nobody's standing over us to tell us, you know, and life coaches and psychologists and psychiatrists these days, they fucking suck. They're fucking garbage. They're giving, they're saying all the wrong things they're doing. It's the people that are getting silenced off of of the social stuff that's saying, you know, all the red pill shit. That's like anything that's what we're talking about,
0: huh? The controversial shit.
1: Yeah. Is that what it means?
0: They represent a choice between the willingness to learn a potentially unsettling or life-changing truth by taking the red pill or remaining in oh, the contented experience of ordinary reality with the blue pill.
1: The red pill's just leaving the matrix. That's the best fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. So, red pill's about breaking free mm-hmm. from the fucking matrix. That's the best shit I've ever heard.
0: All this conversation boils down to is this fucking cauldron of shit that we live in, that we feel like we have to become a person that we're not. And we're getting further and further away from not only our biology, but like the only thing that is important to a human being, I mean, love, touch, you know, the basic needs or whatever, is passion and purpose. And if you don't fulfill those things, like your life was a waste. Because Yeah, but
1: most men get their passion and purpose just from their woman.
0: Well, Right. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is like so many people have gotten so far away from that, that we're doing all the things that we're checking all the boxes. We're doing all the things that society tells us that we need to do. But all that's doing is getting us further and further away from who we are, which means we're getting further and further away from our passion and our purpose. So as a woman, if that's our if that's our job and we're getting further and further away from that, we're never going to be satisfied in a relationship right. because we are not the real version of ourselves. When we go in, the, like back to the point, subconsciously or consciously aware, we're going into a relationship with somebody that we are not. We are forced to be this version of ourselves that we think is going to be accepted. And it's fucking everything up. Men are looking for the the mother to take care the of The mother
1: it, of their kids or the mother to take care of them?
0: To take care of them.
1: We need to to hit that real quick because it's funny, I was having this thought today even where we are i think that that's another thing that we've really bastardized and i don't want a mom i already have a mom you know but i realized something the other day about my mom and about our relationships with our mom because i see a lot of the guys a lot of red red pill guys nowadays that are like you know, you know you shouldn't talk to your wife about things that are Really, your core problems and your vulnerabilities and stuff, and I, I completely agree. And I and this is that's a whole conversation that we should have. But the point right now is just that you know I don't think your mom is somebody that you should vent to. If there's somebody that you should be aspiring to prove yourself to, it should be your mom. You don't need to call your mom up and tell her you're failing, you're sad, or you're fucking whatever the fuck you are. You know, we can talk about who you should be talking to about that shit at a different time, but it isn't your mom. It's definitely not your your spouse. And I'm not saying that you can't talk to your wife about your problems. You can. But to a point, you know, you're not there to sit and gossip to your wife. She's there to sit and gossip to you. And the point I'm trying to make is just that men want th- we do. We do. We do. We fucking do. We're not mothers. We're not mothers. We've never been, you know, we're not loved. Men aren't loved. We're not loved, we're not appreciated, we're you know, now I don't think most women, most wives, even good wives, really love their man in a way that's that's like how a man loves loves a woman. You know, love to me is self-sacrifice. Like I know you know what that feels like because you would in an instant, you would give your physical life to protect your children. And I don't think most women have that built into them to do for their husband and they shouldn't that's not how this this hierarchy works you know a good a good man doesn't want his wife to give her life for him it doesn't even make sense to any of us we understand that it's the other way around and it, it's completely accepted that it's that it's the man's job to be to fill that role and be that monster and that's fine but we don't feel love from anybody like that you know cuz we cuz we feel that way about our wives we know that in any situation, we would just fucking die. You know, we don't have time to think. It's not the kind of thing you get to think about. We would self-sacrifice. And that's what love, that's the most love, self-sacrificing love. That's the love we feel for our children. I don't think most women could ever feel that for their men. And that's fine, but we all need to understand that. We need to understand that there's a different dynamic going on here. We don't love each other the same way. We're not the same thing. And 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 we we miss... And long to have somebody take care of us in an emotional fucking way. And the fact that we bastardize that men want a mother that's not their mother. And I get it. you know. But we have to acknowledge the fact that a good wife is fulfilling a lot of roles that a good mother was fulfilling. And damn it, if you had a good mom, then for the most part, you should be fucking looking for somebody that was like your good mom. You watched your good mom take care of her husband, you know, in a lot of ways, a lot of the same way she was taking care of you, mm-hmm. you know, and I completely get what you're saying. And I know it negates what you're saying, because what you're saying is so true. We got these fucking guys that can't even wipe their own asses. They need a mommy. That's not how it is or how it needs to be. But. We definitely need someone that's a mother because a mother to our children is a mother to our family and our household. That's got a lot of weight to it.
0: For the feminine, that's like the highest ranking of love that you could ever receive. As a Yeah, right.
1: exactly. I want to take care of you. Like right. men take care of women in a completely different way, you know, if, so
0: if that it's that 50-50 without being 50-50. You nurture me and give me your nurturing feminine love and I will give you my physical masculine protection. It's not the same thing, but it equates to the same thing because we're both being faulted for those exact things.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard because the more we talk about stuff, the more I realize how systematic the whole thing is. Like it's, it's definitely strategic attacks on you know what it is to be a man and what it is to be a woman and it's like we're sitting here talking about how girls are being programmed to feel like they shouldn't want to be with a guy that is and I those terms are tough because you know to say we're looking for a mom that's gross it's definitely not what we're looking for that's fucking it's, gross it's, I I like mean, i said though you that, wouldn't know what today's porn though i don't know that um
0: that kind of love though is one of a kind, you know, you can't get something compared yeah. to a mother's love. And when you feel that, like there is no other love. And if you can right. receive that from your wife, that is the best thing that she could give you. And the best thing that you could give her is your strength and protection. But we see both of those things as faults and we sit there and bitch at each other about those things. But biologically, when it comes down to it, that's what we want from one another. We can't accept it because society tells us we can't or because we fight the truth so hard. Why can't we just accept this bottom line that is so fucking basic?
1: We're told not to. You're told not to want a guy that's looking for a mom. What's stronger than
0: your biological instincts?
1: Oh, man. Evidently, social media.
0: Because that's, for real, like if you are that far removed from yourself. Well, I
1: mean, we get them young. We get we confuse them young. Think about all the things that you're not allowed to talk to a child about and think about all the things a child's not allowed to do on their own without parental consent. But then when it comes to gender stuff, one of the local schools has this like gender cabinet and they can come to school. And they can change into the gender that they really are. You know, we're, we're talking about adolescents, preteens here, teens and preteens that can go to school, change into different clothes, portray a different gender without having any kind of conversation with the, the parent on this. And there's there's way more stuff that's going on, too, with the doctors and stuff. Stuff that's being allowed to do. We're doing to kids. We're doing to kids. Kids. And I'm not against if you really are, are like feeling a certain way, you know, I don't care if you have a penis and you want to wear a dress and, and be feminine. That's fine. That's awesome. But the, the conversation we're having right now is biology. And while who you are is definitely up for debate, you can be who you are. And I don't think you can be a fish. Like you can't take it that far. <laughs> but if you're a very feminine man, then OK, that's great. But you're still a feminine man. You're still biologically and you can do all kinds of different surgeries and all these hormone treatments, but biologically you're, you're a man. And if you pretend not to be, when you go to the doctor, it could be disastrous.
0: Yeah, you are what you are. And I agree with you. Like I, it, it is what it is. You do you. And it doesn't, it's not even about gender. It's like, I don't give a shit what you do. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, Yeah, but it's the biology and how far away from biology do we have to get? It just does not make sense, no matter how you right. break it down. Well, and it's only
1: because we're arguing biology, you know, so I can understand how maybe a person is very much feminine, but that doesn't change the fact that you grew up with physical, biological, male stuff, You know, unless you have all of both stuff, this stuff is back to the systematic social situation because in, I think most people are extremely understanding, you know, in a normal situation, if you've got a guy who's very feminine and wants to be feminine and wants to take hormone supplements and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I, it introduces himself as I'm very feminine. I'm a very, I'm very feminine, you know, and I like to be blah, blah, blah. And I think everybody would be very accepting. Even the people that aren't accepting would be like, okay, how can I argue with that? You're definitely very feminine. Okay, It's not something I can argue. (laughs) Look at you. And and I think it's the, it's society being like everybody's beliefs are, are everybody's beliefs now, you know? So if that's a girl, it's a girl. And it's like, well, no, now you're, now you're, you're wanting me to refute science and say that I'm a fish. Now I'm a fish. And it's like, can I be a fish? No, you can't be a fucking fish. You don't have the anatomy of a fish. Okay, but I can't be a girl either. I can be an extremely feminine man. So, I don't know what the fuck to do with that. But it's the best example I see of the social media trying to get us to take things that we know are a certain way. And, and say that they're a different way. Because if we if you can get us to do that, if you can get us to refute science in every situation we're put in and even publicly, then there's nothing left. You get us to do anything.
0: Yeah. You know, you talk about disproving science. We try to disprove science so hard, but we don't ever fucking question faith and religion.
1: Right. I know. And, and, and the great thing about science is anything that's an actual theory, anything that's an understood theory is something that is repeatedly observable in physical science. We can watch it happen over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a theory, because it, it works. It works in practice. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm not saying that there's not more to physics than we think, because there certainly is. But the little bit of physics that we understand, most of it is irrefutable. Yes. It's not to be argued with. And look stuff up. Not, not you, but everybody needs to fucking like, there's so many terms that we use all the time that we think we know what the fuck we're talking about. And we don't, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The whole red pill, blue pill thing was was a great example of something that's very obvious. Obviously that's what it is. You know, and maybe, maybe everybody else already knew what the fuck it meant. The red pills escape in the matrix. But the second you hear a word, you don't fucking know. You, You look it up. You look it up.
0: You and I do that all the time. Like I said, as you were talking, I was like, I need to look that up because I, I had the gist of what it meant. You know what right. I mean? But I, I wanted to understand it further. And I just think we're so ignorant in using vocabulary when we have no fucking yes. idea. We sound like idiots to the people that understand what you're saying.
1: Yes, And
0: people like to go to Google and Google is a great source. But if you're trying to look up actual facts and actually sound intelligent with what you are saying... Please go to credible sources and evidence-based articles. Like you said, the theory, it's been proven over and over until it's been disproven, which recent theories wouldn't be. You know what I mean? So that's the most relevant.
1: We use that word
0: all the time. What's that?
1: Like theory. Like it's to the point now where it just really has two meanings and they're opposite of each other, which is fucking hilarious, (laughs) you know, because we use the word theory when we mean hypothesis theory is as close to fact as we're going to get.
0: Yeah, but you can, and that's the whole point of going through the scientific method again with the hypothesis. Exactly. Yeah, what else? Do you have anything else to say on that?
1: No, just that last thing that that boys, your your linguistics and your ability to articulate words and language is going to be the thing that makes your whole life. You can't properly think unless you can properly talk. If there's anything that we should be doing as youth, it's learning how to talk so we can learn how to think. There should be classes, how to think, how to learn. They'd be corrupt, though, that, you know, teach you all the wrong shit. There's not a whole lot of education out there on how to think, you know, to really think. There's just so many different steps. There's So I think most people aren't thinking. I think most people have thoughts and they linger and they don't do the things.
0: I think most you, people are just reactionary.
1: Deduction.
0: Yes. And assumptions. This is the thing. Like, I think we don't do a good job just asking questions to understand. Right. All right. We're going to leave you with a little bit of a cliffhanger this week. So make sure to tune into the next episode where we continue this conversation. But in the meantime, if you hop on over to Instagram and follow us at Finding Equilibrium Podcast. Or go over to iTunes and leave us a review and just let us know how we're doing, if there's topics that you want us to talk about. It just helps us to grow the community and to put content out there that we know you want to listen to. We appreciate you listening and we will talk to you soon.